Welcome back to Elevate Inspiration for Sunday School. Now, have you ever thought about peacemakers? Now, what risks do peacemakers face in areas of conflicts? And the first thing I think about is uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, trying to be a peacemaker, um, he was actually assassinated. So we see that peacemakers is a very dangerous business. And we're going to study Jonathan, and I want you to look at it his role as a peacemaker because he is King Solomon's son, son and we're going to see his actions and how his action enabled um, a situation that was really violent become peace, peace, peaceable. Okay, first, if you remember, uh, Samuel is actually the last judge that Israel had. Um, and Israel wanted a king. So, their first individual that God appointed as king is actually Saul. And then later, he appointed David. And you remember how Samuel went and anointed David. Because Saul that, uh, later uh, found no favor with God. Now, David, and we all remember the story of him fighting Goliath. So, David came to victory um, when David won that victory against Goliath, um, David really became a warrior, a great warrior. So he's actually came from being a shepherd to a great warrior. And he is actually put in the king's house, King Saul's house. And immediately after he defeated Goliath, you will notice that he developed a relationship with King Saul's son, who is actually Jonathan. To the point that the scriptures tell us in 1 Samuel 18, 1 through 4, that Jonathan gave David his royal robe, his military tunic, his sword, bow, and a belt as a commander and leader in the king's army. Now, David continued to flourish. One of the things that they sung songs, that David killed his 10,000 and Saul killed a thousand. And because of the of the success that David had, just like any other time, we have jealousy. Saul became jealous. He envied. And the scripture actually said, if you go and read, that he feared David. So what did Saul do? He tried to kill him. He threw his uh, um, um, spear at him one time. And then he decided to say, I tell you what. I would just put him a leader of an army and I send him uh, down and I let the Philistines kill him. Uh, so these two opportunities, each time David 
became victorious. So Psalm, this is where our scripture is now. So we're going to see the plot. And Saul issued an executive order. He tells Jonathan, his son, and all his servants that they should kill David. So he's been unsuccessful in trying to do it. And everything he devised, so he just immediately goes after David. And he tells his son. Now remember now, the scripture tells us right here that Jonathan delighted in David. So when Saul says this, they created a plan, the clemency plan. Jonathan says, I will go out and I will stand beside my father in the field where you are, and I will speak with my father about you, and I will observe and I will tell you what happens. So we have the intercession. We have where Jonathan speaks up, to Saul and notice what he says let not the king sin against his servant against David because he is he has not sinned against you and because his works have been very good towards you for he took his life in his hand killed the Philistines and the Lord brought about a great deliverance for all Israel you saw it and you rejoice so basically what Jonathan is going back and he's trying to have his father to remember what David has done. Remember the victories that he has won. Remember all the great things that he's done. So he's actually interceding on the behalf of his friend against to his father. And then he asks this rhetorical question. Why then will you sin against innocent blood to kill David? without a cause that is amazing when you think about Jonathan didn't didn't really have anything to lose but he speaks up for this little shepherd boy who is poor just because he has a relationship with him and then we see a vow here and the vow is Psalm he's to divorce of Jonathan and then he swears, as the Lord lives, he shall not be killed. Now, you know now, uh, later on, the story plots get a little bit thicker. But we're just going to focus on this episode right here. Because we have reconciliation. Jonathan calls David, and he tells him the good news. And it ends with this verse, our lesson ends, that he was in the present as in time past. So David comes back to Saul. He gets back into his uh, um, um, grace. He again begin to play music. Um, and when Saul gets depressed and everything is good. So the, the key thing is, is that Jonathan acted as peacemaker. So when you look at this right here, when we live a life, there are mainly conflicts that occurs. And it can easily be illustrated in these three characters in this story. Saul, David, and Jonathan. And what we see is that Saul gets jealous. He abuses power. He wrong another. He wants David dead. So David is a victim who is the recipient of Saul's wrath. But we see an intercession for David who is Jonathan. 
risk his father's wrath by standing up for David. This is a good illustration of what we notice in our lives today that many times we often are faced with conflicts. Somebody sometimes have to stand in and be that peacemaker even when we have conflicts with others um, in our everyday life. And we see that here in this story between Saul, David, and Jonathan. So, I have this question that I want you to think about uh, for Sunday, our discussion questions. We have three that we're going to put to, um, uh, on the table here. One is, why is Jonathan's friendship with David so special to us? The next one is, why is Jonathan's approach to his father a wise move? And the last question, in what situation should estranged parties be left to work out reconciliation on their own rather than be encouraged to use a mediator? So, hey, I thank you all for joining in. Our thought to remember today is peacemakers seek to turn others away from sinning. Again, peacemakers seek to turn others away from sinning. You know, I enjoy this, and I see you all um, in Zoom session. If you notice, you can uh, click that uh, meeting number there in Zoom. There's the passcode, and I see you at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time this Sunday. Hey, you all uh, have a great day, and I see you in Sunday school.